Yeah, I think I'm just gonna start flipping a coin for these matchups. Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcast the Podcast where you don't how do you Pakistan? But it sure does help. I'm your host, Tom. Nobody knows what's going on and everything's on fire. Grassy. And today we are going to be breaking down and predicting every single game in the week three lineup. Last week in the Pick'em League, I went 10 and 6, which honestly, considering all of the chaos that uh happened. Not too shabby. This is bringing me to a 19 and 12 record overall. You can see what games that I got wrong, which were pretty obvious. But hopefully heading into this week, who am I kidding? It's going to be worse. Have you seen these matchups? They're insane. I don't know how anybody gets all of them right, but we're going to try. Starting off with the Thursday night game, which should be a barn burner. After we had the Chargers and Chiefs have a classic on Thursday night. We are now presented with the cream of the crop in the AFC North. The Mitch Trubisky-led Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Jacoby Brissett-led Cleveland Browns. Mm, I think I'll pass. Kill me. The Steelers are unable to come away with the win because... As I mentioned, Mitch Trubisky is their quarterback. Steelers fans already calling for Kenny Pickett. They said, I don't care how small his hands are. Just put him out there. Uh, And the Steelers offense, which looked real bad week one against the Bengals, even though they were able to come away with a win, but they should have considering they had a kajillion turnovers, uh, continued to not look good in week two. Meanwhile, the Cleveland Browns choked away a lead in epic fashion against the New Jersey Jets, who were able to not only score a touchdown in the final two minutes, they were also able to recover an onside kick and then score another touchdown to get the win. And Browns fans, if you're wondering why you're cursed, I mean, there's a couple things that you can point to as to why. Not just your quarterback, but also that elf, which is pure nightmare fuel. He's an angry elf. This game, uh, I'm not even going to pretend. This is probably not going to be a very good game. Nick Chubb was the lone bright spot of the Cleveland Browns from this past week. The Steelers, again, their defense is good, but they are missing TJ Watt and their offense. I just don't believe in them at all. This is being played in Cleveland, and I think Nick Chubb is going to get the majority of the work here, and I think that will be enough to get it done. So I'm going to pick the Cleveland Browns to get the win here, but... Honestly, the losers are just going to be the audience and people who watch this game. Then you got the Houston Texans taking on the Chicago Bears. The Texans uh, in a dogfight against the Denver Broncos in which you had the Broncos home crowd counting down the clock to make sure there wasn't another delay of game penalty which is just beautiful. However, uh, Texans fans are split on who to blame. Davis Mills did not play well, but people are looking at the offensive line. They're looking at the lack of weapons. They're looking at a lot of things, but the point is the Texans didn't win and they haven't won yet, but they did tie. Meanwhile, the Bears, after winning in week one, fell victim to the Packers after winning the first quarter, though, but then getting the crap beaten out of them for the rest of that game. Justin Fields only attempted to throw the ball 11 times. The ground game was working with David Montgomery, and you would think that Luke Getze is just going to lean on the run game here. However, 
I think the Texans are not really a good team, but I think they're a solid enough team to get the job done. And I know it's in Soldier Field, so you might have a water park again, but I'm actually going to pick the Texans for the upset here. But again, this is another game where just the people who watch are going to wind up being upset because it's probably not going to be good. Following that, you got the Vegas Raiders taking on the Tennessee Titans. Uh, The Raiders, in a week full of choking, they stand tall. First, you had Kyler Murray playing Madden and the controller being disconnected for the Raiders on that two-point conversion in which uh, the guy basically went like 80 yards. And on top of that, it took nearly 21 seconds for that play to finally finish up. Uh, The Raiders, they blew this game badly. Real badly. Devontae Adams' family in the stands. Grandma gets to see Devontae Adams play. First quarter, he gets a touchdown. I really hope that they left after the first quarter because everything after that was terrible. Hunter Renfro with two fumbles, and everything that could have gone wrong for the Raiders went wrong. Meanwhile, for the Titans, nothing went right for them against the Bills. They weren't even competitive. Ryan Tannehill didn't look good. Their defense got carved up. Their special teams gave up some turnovers. Titans did not look good. I don't even know who's going to start this game. Are they going to roll with Malik Willis or are they going to continue to roll with Ryan Tannehill just so they could say, all right, Ryan, we gave you enough chances. And then they're going to take him out back and make him smell the flowers like Lenny and of Mice of Men. This game, I don't trust either team. It is being played in Nashville. So maybe the country music will do something to the Raiders. I'm going to pick the Titans. I originally picked the Raiders to win this, but I just don't trust that team. I don't trust their head coach at all, which makes sense. Neither do the Colts anymore. But yeah, I'm going to pick the Titans to win, but I have zero confidence in that selection. Following that, you got the battle of the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Indianapolis Colts. The Chiefs able to get a hard-fought victory against Justin Herbert and the LA Chargers. The Chiefs look to be in control of that division, probably favorites to win the AFC West. Meanwhile, you have the Colts, who tied with the Texans, and then got shut out by the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are currently number one in the AFC South. You again see the predicament of me trying to actually pick anybody to win these games accurately. Here's the thing. I picked the Colts to win against the Jaguars, and that was on me. That was uh, that was my bad. The Colts will probably play against the Chiefs really well because the NFL just doesn't make sense, and it just likes to be chaotic. Jonathan Taylor is their entire team. He had Pierce out, Pittman out, and Matt Ryan looked absolutely terrible. So again, this will probably be really competitive. I'm still going to pick the Chiefs because... The Colts are the Colts. Uh, they are a sinking ship, and I don't think anyone wants to be the violin player on that ship as it goes down because Jacksonville was their iceberg. Following that, you have one of the most anticipated games of the week, and that is the Buffalo Bills taking on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, man. The Bills, number one team in the league by far. Dolphins had an amazing comeback victory against the Baltimore Ravens last week. Tua lighting it up over 400 yards, six touchdowns. Jalen Waddell, Tyreek Hill absolutely carving up that Baltimore Ravens defense. This is the game that a lot of people want to see. Dolphins, week one, little shaky. Bills have been great for the past two weeks. And for me, I can't pick against the Bills right now until I'm proved differently. 
The one thing I will say, it's being played in Miami, so it might not be kind of an easy game for the Bills, but Josh Allen is just on a different level right now. They got the run game going. Stephon Diggs is an absolute monster, and their defense is just massacring other teams' offenses. So I'm going to pick the Buffalo Bills, but don't be surprised if this is the game of the week and the Dolphins are able to sneak one out on their home field. Then you got an NFC North showdown between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. The Lions didn't choke away their lead to the Commanders, able to pull off a W. Aiden Hutchinson with a great first half, and Amon Ross St. Brown looking real darn good. The Vikings, yeah. Uh, Monday nights, not so great for Kirk Cousins, and continued to not be so great. Their defense, not good at all. Their offense had nothing going. One of the best receivers in the league in Justin Jefferson, blanketed all night. Darius Slay just making a mockery of the Vikings offense. This should be actually a really fun game. The Lions are a competitive team this year. I still think they're going to be held back by Jared Goff because he's just not going to be their franchise guy. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. But don't be surprised if they're able to pull away a win from the Vikings. But I'm going to pick the Vikings to bounce back here. I'm also hoping that maybe this curses the Vikings a little bit, hence the voodoo doll. But Vikings, Justin Jefferson, Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen. There's enough weapons, I think, to take advantage of the secondary of the Lions. So I'm going to pick the purple incarnation of Satan here, but I hope that they lose terribly. Following that, you got the Baltimore Ravens taking on the New England Patriots. The Ravens, as we talked about, suffering defeat from the Miami Dolphins because they blew it. But Lamar Jackson, man... Uh, that guy's Superman. He was getting MVP chance this past Sunday, and rightfully so. He was their entire offense. You gotta hope that they get some help from their running game. We'll see when Gus Edwards and J.K. Dobbins finally play. The Patriots able to come away with a win against the Steelers. Their defense looked good. Their offense looked better. But then again, that's not really much to compare it to, considering week one was a car fire, both off the field and on the field. I'm going to pick the Ravens to bounce back here. I think Lamar Jackson's going to be a bit too much, and I think Lamar Jackson is going to be able to win a shootout, and I don't know if Mac Jones is going to be able to compete here. I know the Ravens are hurting right now, but I'm going to pick the Ravens to get the W. Then you have the Cincinnati Bengals versus the New Jersey Jets. The Bengals... Panic time? Might be. Almost beat the Steelers after all those turnovers. Didn't. Then they lost to the Cowboys led by Cooper Rush. Offensive line? You said it's new? I ask, what is different? Joe Burrow, uh, getting destroyed back there. That guy's bones gotta be made out of adamantium or vibranium at this point because I don't know how else he's going to survive. I imagine the Bengals are gonna take the route of screw it. Jamar Chase is down there somewhere against the Jets. But remember uh, the last time that these two teams met? Meanwhile, the Jets, as we talked about, able to pull off an amazing comeback win against the Cleveland Browns. And the Jets' defense, pretty good, especially that defensive line. Looking at their offense, still led by Joe Flacco, but, you know, not going to knock him too hard. And Garrett Wilson looking like a stud for that team. I am going to pick the Bengals to bounce back here, though I did pick them to win against the Cowboys. I think this is the one where they get it done, and if not, Kitty is going to continue to say ow. 
Then you got the Philadelphia Eagles taking on the Washington Commanders in an NFC East showdown. The Eagles, as we talked about, they freaking beat the crap out of the Minnesota Vikings. Meanwhile, the Commanders unable to complete their comeback against the Lions. If only they actually played in the first half, maybe they wouldn't have been put in that position. I think the Eagles are the foregone favorite, not only for this game, but to win the division after the first two weeks of play. I think the Eagles shouldn't have any problem with Washington, though they do have to watch out for the poo water, the barriers collapsing and fans falling on top of him yet again. Oh, and also that turf that claims souls. But if they can overcome all that, the Eagles should win. Then you got an NFC South showdown between the New Orleans Saints and the Carolina Panthers. The Saints, no Alvin Kamara last week, uh, no real offensive line to speak of, and Jameis Winston has fractures in his back, and it definitely showed. The Saints did not look like a good football team against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think with that offensive line and Jameis under center, they're going to be hard-pressed to win some of those really close games against good teams. But thankfully, they're playing the Carolina Panthers, who are not a good football team. It really feels like the Panthers are the worst team in the division right now. And I'm saying that with the Falcons in that division. But at least they're putting up some fight. The Panthers just look directionless right now. Baker Mayfield doesn't look like the guy. Matt Rule is definitely not the guy to coach them into the future. And I feel like at this point, the Panthers are kind of just treading water. They have a very young defense that hopefully they can develop. But they need a franchise QB. They need a competent head coach. Both of which they have neither right now. And so because of that, I think the Saints will win. Then you got the leaders of the AFC South, the Jacksonville Jaguars, taking on the L.A. Chargers. The Jaguars shutting out the Indianapolis Colts last week. And listen, I made fun of them a lot, but Christian Kirk looked great. On top of that, Trevor Lawrence looked real good week two after kind of a shaky week one. Travis Etienne, still regretting that I've drafted you in fantasy. And their defense as a whole made Matt Ryan's life miserable and contained Jonathan Taylor. Taking on the Chargers, Justin Herbert continues to be day by day. We'll see if he plays. If Justin Herbert plays, I think that they will win. Hopefully they get Keenan Allen back as well. Austin Eckler, I'm kind of waiting for his breakout game because he's a phenomenal player. Their defense has definitely improved, but... They do get tired at the end, but they are able to get after the opposing QB, which I think they'll be able to do here. It is being played at home, so there should be at least three fans in the stadium. I'm going to pick the Chargers to win here, but I might want to see the Jaguars win just for chaos. Then you got an NFC West showdown. You got the LA Rams taking on the Arizona Cardinals. A real tough game to try and predict because the Rams, after getting beat at home by the Bills in Week 1, they almost blew a 28-3 lead against the Atlanta Falcons, and they really tried to give that game away. Cooper Cup fumbling the ball away. And if you're the Rams, I mean, you kind of got to wonder, are you just not a good team? It's a wide-open division. You got the Seahawks there. Trey Lance is injured, and Jimmy G has taken over the 49ers again. And the Cardinals, the team they're facing against, didn't look good for the majority of the game against the Raiders, but then had a miraculous comeback in the fourth quarter and in overtime. The Cardinals, Kyler Murray is kind of the make-or-break guy for that team. If Kyler does well, they do well. I don't know what strategy they're going to try to implement here. Kyler Murray, I mean, maybe you just let him play all the video games that he wants because he looked like he was playing Madden out there, especially on that two-point conversion. This is a tough game to predict. I think it's going to be a hostile environment, but I think the Rams are going to do enough to win. We'll see if they choke away the lead that they did against the Falcons because 
The Cardinals, the cardiac cards are back, but I think the Rams might just be able to get enough of a lead that the Cardinals are not going to be able to escape this one. Then you got a battle of the birds. You got the Atlanta Falcons taking on the Seattle Seahawks. The Falcons, 0-2, but not as bad, I think, as a lot of people expected. I know myself and many others expected them to be the worst team in the league, but they're at least fighting. Yes, they choked away the lead in week one against the Saints, but they showed some fight, and if it wasn't for Marcus Mariota making a really bad decision and throwing that pick, they definitely could have won this game. Cordaro Patterson is a good running back. Drake London, Kyle Pitts, great players on the offensive side of the ball. They have the talent. Meanwhile, the Seahawks kind of fell back to earth. They won their Super Bowl in week one, and then they lost against the 49ers, who were able to really just run it against them and impose their will. This is being played in Seattle, so it's a hostile environment. I'm actually leaning towards the Falcons. However, because of the home field advantage, maybe Geno Smith will get that magic in him once again. So I am going to pick the Seahawks to come away with the W, but it wouldn't surprise me if the Falcons actually wind up winning. And then, you got America's Game of the Week. You got the Green Bay mother-loving Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Packers able to bounce back and defeat the Chicago Bears. Their defense stepping it up. Their offense, thanks to the help of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, able to run all over the Chicago Bears. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers extended their win streak, still undefeated. Didn't look great for a lot of that game. Couldn't stop the run against the Saints except for that fumble. And if it wasn't for Jameis Winston throwing those picks and a little bit of help for the referees, I think the Buccaneers had a good shot of losing this game because their offense did not look good. We'll see if Godwin plays. We'll see if Julio plays. Mike Evans is going to appeal his suspension, but likely that's going to be upheld and he's going to be out. And if all three of those guys are out... I kind of like the chances of the Packers here, even though Scotty Miller will, of course, do well, even though he sucked last week because that's just what Scotty Miller does with Tom Brady. I'm worried a little bit about the defense against the Packers offensive line. But then again, I think the Packers have a great pass rush. They have Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary, who have done very, very well in the first two weeks of the season. And I think they'll be able to get after Tom Brady and make him uncomfortable. I think the key to victory for the Buccaneers is going to be through Leonard Fournette, as David Montgomery was able to tear it up on the ground. And I don't think Todd Bowles is going to get away from the run game if it's working. I'm going to pick the Packers here, even though they don't have a lot of success against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Am I setting myself up for sadness? Sure, but... Go Pack Go, baby. Then on Sunday night football, you got the Jimmy Garoppolo-led San Francisco 49ers taking on the Let's Ride Denver Broncos. The 49ers, I mentioned before, Trey Lance out for the season with a broken ankle, wishing him a speedy recovery. And Jimmy G just picks up where he left off. Here's the thing. They got injuries, but... Regardless of who's on that team, the 49ers are just going to run the ball on you and then throw these like little dinky passes and do enough to beat you by just draining the clock. That's how the 49ers operate regardless of who's under center. Meanwhile, the Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett has looked terrible the past two weeks. Delay of game penalties, a ton of injuries on both sides of the ball. We'll see if Patrick Sartan plays. He's day-to-day. Jerry Judy thankfully avoided serious injury, but they could be missing some major players. Playing at home, I don't even know if it's an advantage because the Broncos fans were booing the crap out of them and counting down the play clock. 
I'm going to pick the 49ers to win this game just because I think the 49ers are built to beat the team like the Broncos. And the Broncos haven't shown anything to me to show that they are a competitive football team. They beat the Texans. It wasn't pretty. They lost to the Seahawks. So until they do something, I'm going to pick against them. And finally, on Monday Night Football, you got the Cooper Rush-led Dallas Cowboys taking on the undefeated New Jersey Giants. The Cowboys, Micah Parsons is him. He is that guy. But I got to give credit to Cooper Rush. He played really well against the Cincinnati Bengals, putting them in position to win that football game. And the Cowboys, listen, I'm not saying that there's a QB battle between Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush, but I'm saying they look pretty decent. Meanwhile, the Giants finding some ways to win that game. It's like they're reaching into a magician's hat and you think that they're going to be pulling out L's, but they somehow keep on pulling out wins. I honestly don't know how they're doing it. The Giants, Cowboys, I'm just glad this is not on Sunday night, but the NFL had to put them on primetime because they always do. I don't know who's going to win this football game. I don't like either team because I don't think that either team is very good. I'm leaning towards the Giants, but I didn't think Cooper Rush was going to be able to beat the Bengals, and I thought that was pretty impressive, and the level of opponents that the Giants have beaten haven't been great. So I'm actually going to pick the Cowboys here. This game is probably going to put a lot of people to sleep, but... Who knows? The Giants will probably find a way to win and they'll somehow be 3-0 after this week. But these are my predictions and who I picked to win. Let me know what you think down in the comments below. Don't forget to make your picks for the Pick'em League and let me know what you think. You guys tell me at TomGrossyComedy.com or TomGrossyComedy, all social media you see down below. Check out podcasts on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and of course YouTube. And a big shout out and thank you to all the patrons over Patreon.com slash TomGrossyComedy and the YouTube members. But thank you so much for watching. I'm Tom Grossy. And as always... Go, Pat, go.